I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Pink. Hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank. Two in the Pink Tank. Two in the Pink Tank. Stew, stew in the pink. Wank bank? No. No. The pink wank bank? <laughs> Let's have one called Two in the Wank Bank, where we just think of erotic ideas. Just think. New fantasies for people to have. We've, well, we could come up with an erotic sketch. <laughs> an erotic sketch show. That's what people are looking for. They want. People love sex. Yes. Okay? Yes. We know that. They love it. We've and, established. That's been established. And by actively avoiding it, we're actively avoiding getting into. Success. Success and fame. <laughs> and it's, I think it's because of that thing that people say that they're afraid of success. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. getting success can be very hard. It's either the, it's one or the other. Yeah. Um, I think that we have the potential to uh, offer our services to – because you know pornography. You're aware of this? Uh, okay. Just, I mean, remind me. Why don't we punch up the scripts? Why mm. can't we be making them – Funny, because why wouldn't you also have a good laugh? Mm, but why does it have to be... Why pornography? Is por- pornography erotic? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's it's too full-on to be erotic. Right, yeah, I see what you mean. You know, it's like, it's like is mm-hmm. murder suspense? Mm. So... <laughs> You know, a murder isn't itself sort of exciting. Sure, sure, sure. Because it's just murder. Mm. And that's mm. what it feels like porn is it's just the act of sex it's not the uh it's not that great part before sex where you're not having sex (laughs) (laughs) but you might and it's very exciting (laughs) and it's it's still filled with possibility Mm. and that's in in essence what this podcast is yes we 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 haven't we're not really creating the sketches uh-huh. for this people. This is the foreplay element yeah, of and the it's, sketch. And it's the more fun <laughs> Tantalizing. Part. It's the erotic part where mm-hmm. you're like, Oh, these sketches could be anything. Imagine how funny they could be if they did make them. And you don't have to do any of the work, because that's what people don't tell you about sex, is that it's quite ex- uh, ex- exert you know, it's draining. In the few times I've had it, mm. right, I know that it can be quite uh intense on the abs. Yes. And uh, and that's all I know. Yeah. Because <laughs> I never get past that. <laughs> yeah, I never get past that ab pain. Um, you're right. This is the um, the 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 pre the pre section. And this the laughs like... that people emit mm. listening to this mm. is sort of pre cum. <laughs> yes. Or you know any kind of lubrication that your body is emitting. In anticipation of getting comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah, I, I have a friend who, before he laughs, goes, uh, like when you're getting up to the punchline <laughs> of a joke, you can see it coming and he goes, uh, 
It's like that that, that kid from the. Uh, from and the, that's that's enough for me. That kid from the Grudge. His that's a, the horror version is. Like that, but mm. the comedy version is. Oh, this is gonna be so good! Because <laughs> that is, uh, and he's spot on. That is the sound that your brain makes when mm. you think you're about to hear a good joke. Mm. You can see where it's going, and uh, yeah. And there, there is an element in that because you do want that build up. If it comes too fast, mm. um, you won't. There's not enough pressure to release. Mm. And and look, this might be letting out a lot, um, but I've found, especially in my younger teenage years, mm-hmm. that if you uh, get yourself to orgasm too quick. Yes. You also almost feel nothing. Yeah, right. Because there's no tension. Okay. And so you go, wait a second, I've just finished. Where was the orgasm? <laughs> <laughs> Where was did, it? Did that happen? Yeah. Did, or did I fake it? And so then you're like, ah, oh, well, hopefully at least I'll get flooded with some endorphins later and mm. I'll feel a bit relaxed. Yeah, that will, and that'll sort of do something to deal with the shame that I'm currently mm, feeling. That's right. But I'm to clean up all this mess. But I got to say, I didn't just masturbate in order to delay gratification. <laughs> <laughs> in many ways, that was the opposite of what I was trying yeah, to achieve. I wasn't going to be like, oh, well, maybe I'll feel a bit better for this in, you know, in an hour's time. Or in- if, I was, if, if my primary motivation was to feel good eventually... Mm. Masturbation wouldn't have been my go-to. Yeah. I would have, I don't know. <laughs> I'd learned to play an instrument. Exactly. <laughs> uh, is that a sketch? Uh, look, I mean, I guess um, there's an idea of somebody who's trying to get you to do those long-term benefit things, like the long-term happiness, things mm. like learning an instrument mm-hmm. or working on a skill or, mm. you know, uh, managing you know, or cultivating a relationship. Mm. But they, they've applied a new technique which is based on the things that they've learned while masturbating mm. about getting joy straight away. So how can you get joy straight away? I mean, it could just be a product that releases orgasm-type feelings when you, mm. when you pick up your guitar and have a strum. I think, Alastair, you're exactly onto it. Right, mm. because what is uh, orgasm? Mm. But like the body's sort of uh, that bit at the end of like a level of Sonic where they give you the trophy and you see how many wings rings you've, you've got. Right, mm-hmm. that's the the big payoff after all this work that you've done. Mm-hmm. So I think if we are ultimately to improve humanity and to gamify, and that's how you improve things, you gamify. Yeah, that's right, right. Uh, a game. Uh, to gamify. Um, Existence to encourage people to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. What we need is for everybody to be fitted, man, woman, other, mm-hmm. with a device that covers the genitals and any other relevant erogenous zones, right? Mm-hmm. And then detects your behavior mm-hmm. and then delivers sexual gratification in proportion to the, the your productivity, whether or not you're working towards mm-hmm. your goals. So... I think that if you had something over your genitalia and it would deliver you absolute, you know, exactly what you need, yeah. but only in meted out so that, like, every page of your novel that you write, you get a little bit more mm-hmm. of that, right? It could be with those underpants that now, like, absorb period blood and things like that. <laughs> 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 you, yeah, go on. I mean, you just have one of those on so that you're not constantly having to, like, 
you know, this this would work for both genders. Yes, yes. Um, to, to oh be, to to mop up the to mop ejaculate. up because, because you're going to so be coming way, a lot. You think in this? I think so. Yeah, because you'll be like, well, now I'm going to go help the homeless, and then that'll activate your device. Yeah, but I think that you there would be different settings. So presumably, like like you wouldn't. Like, you don't get an orgasm for every homeless person that you serve at the soup kitchen, right? You mm. might only get the organi- or- organism, the orgasm, mm. after a month of going every single day. Well, no, Andy, now you're going back to long-term rewards. But, well, but Andy, that's I'm okay, not... but that's okay. Because, look, if I'm going to get an orgasm at the end of a month, then I'm just going to go waste that time masturbating no, again. No, you can't, because the machinery, the implement, is covering your genitals and no, you can't get to it. The only think... way... <laughs> but now to it's a prison. Any... Now no, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. I am redirecting the mm. human um, animal instincts towards bringing us closer to the angels right? yeah. with a big wanking machine. Well, guess what? I've just started a competitor's company. <laughs> uh, this one. This one. You I'll, can take you it can, on You can take you can it on. You can you want. You can, yeah. And it's it. That's right. I I'm, wonder who's going who's gonna to be more successful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, mine's, I believe that mine's people are willing ch- to delay <laughs> gratification. But but the whole point was to stop the having to delay gratification. Well, I changed the whole point yeah. halfway through without telling you, Alastair, and didn't reveal until the end. And, and you're like the government. Yeah. I th- well, I think that mine is um, maybe more worthwhile. Wholesome. Wholesome, yeah. sure. <laughs> and But that's what you the gratification you get from helping people anyway comes. You could even get it after one day. Correct. Of helping people. <laughs> so you're worse than the original system. Correct. Yes. So you're, people are spending money to get have a, a worse time. I'm not saying they're necessarily spending money. And I think I am get, going back to the idea that this is implemented by the government. But also that they're, they're now also, with your system, they're also going to have the shame of knowing that they're trying to get sexual, sexual gratification from... Not if everybody's doing it. Eh? Not well, if everybody's doing it. And they I, might not even be trying. They it, might just be a good person trying to help the mm. needy. But now because this thing has been implanted and screwed into their pelvis bones mm. by the government... They don't have any choice but that at the end of the month they're going to get that orgasm. They don't have a choice. I'm sorry. you're. It's gonna... like an oncoming train. Mm. You can feel it building up and mm-hmm. tell you what, the government has got you past the point of no return. Correct. <laughs> and there's no amount of pelvic squeezing that's going to stop stop that orgasm from a coming. Mm-hmm. So to speak. Anyway, so there's two versions there um. of... Um, both equally valid. One perhaps slightly better than the other one, but yeah. both equally both equally valid. And um, and and I can't. I'm not. I'm. I, I, let's let's just say that um, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that you won't still be able to bring other people to a place of sexual gratification when you've got this thing screwed over everybody's genitals, but you will do it by downloading some sort of points that you've earned from your good deeds, into their machine, okay? And then that way, sex is actually a lot more meaningful because you're, oh, but that would mean that, no, but then you could download yours into theirs to get them there. Yeah, I think it still works. Um, I didn't hear any of that. No, that's fine. But I want you to know that yours is a form of fascism. <laughs> <laughs> and mine is something to help people. Yeah attain their long-term right. goals by using short-term uh, joy. Mine is a, <laughs> a sort of a brave new world genital fascism. <laughs> You're being 
Um, everyone is being held under the iron dildo. Of... Under... It's like the, it's like a ch- it's like the, it's both somewhere between a chastity belt mm. and, but also a chastity belt that's like a vibrator and mm. a and a like a a um like a a fake vi- you know a fake yeah like it a, is giving the government total the... control over. Mm. Yeah, over yeah. your levels of satisfaction. Mm. And, you know, and then at the end of the month, what they'll do is the government will, or the Reserve Bank or the Reserve Wank, they'll be called, will, <laughs> sorry, okay. will will release the new sort of data about, like, now it's going to take this many good deeds to get one orgasm, that mm. kind of thing. So, oh, yeah. You know, and they'll and devalue so, somehow people donations will, to charity. <laughs> somehow, like, you know, like the... If financial institutions will find a way to like trade these yeah, things, absolutely, to just of make they millions will. of dollars, and so that yes. we're getting less and less from mm. each from each good deed. Correct. It's it, it it'll turn into a kind of a, more of a capitalist oligarchy. It'll be like water credits. Mystic. Water. What is it? What are they? Anyway, let's not go into that. And how the Murray Darling Basin plan mm. has worked out. You don't want to go into that. You don't want to go into how we're trading the. Uh, you know, irrigation but in a entitlements. Similar, in a similar way, I think it will just uh, lead us towards less wetness. Correct. Mm. Dry in the uh, in the riverbed. Yeah. Mm. Um, Do you, would you consider your sort of pelvic area sort of like the, a basin of sorts? Well, it's sort of the opposite of a basin, isn't mm. it? Because it's sort of down below, you know. It's like the bottom of a bowl, right? Mm. And wetness sort of drips off it. Rather than collecting, pooling in it. Yeah, right. So yours is kind of it's more like a duck's back. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, the duck is upside down. Yeah. Um, so the duck's front, the mm-hmm. duck's belly, sort of the duck's basin. I think you've taken with that last little one. You've made a bit of a leap there, haven't you? From well, duck's belly to duck's basin. A... You're sort of hoping that people would go with you on that, but I think. That's a. I think I think you'll find listeners. Uh, went went along with I me. I do find listeners. Yeah, but I, I have no idea what a basin really is. So I mean, I think of a basin with like a sink. I'd be more from the duck's point of view. I'd mm. be more interested about like water off a duck's front, right? Like, like whether or not water comes off mm. a duck's back is all very well. The duck's back may or may not get wet. I mean, it pro- the duck's back probably will get wet, mm. but. The duck's belly definitely will get wet. Yeah, but but I think that maybe its feathers are so repellent to water repellent that, mm. that maybe it, the water never touches its skin. Its belly? The skin of its belly. The skin of its Because I think I would consider the feathers still a part of the duck. And oh, so, oh, totally, yeah. Uh, I would... Do but they I, have, like, a nice skin? Duck skin? Yeah. I don't think so. I think I think that's why, like, when you pluck a... Duck. Pluck a duck. <laughs> or pluck a, uh, a chicken or any kind of fowl yeah. of any kind. Yeah. Um, that you get goose pimples are right. Like, I like that sort of mm. lumpy. I like that. You like that. Yeah, that's I what think you I like. I like that. That's when I'm running my hands along somebody's skin, mm. that's what I want. I want a topography. Yeah, you like yeah. a bit of roughness. Well, it's not rough. A bit of grip. It's not rough. It's like it's like flying over the Himalayas, but with your hand. <laughs> sure. You know, there's a texture, something to look at, something to touch. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know, um, I wouldn't necessarily say that it's rough. Mm. You know, because it's still skin. I think texture is something that really we've overlooked as a as a as a species mm. from from a 
from the from the point of view of beauty. Like, you know, there's beard and there's stubble, mm. right? But other than that, we sort of have we've 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 fetishized smoothness, right? It mm. is all we, we, we it's all about being smooth. Yeah. But I'm I can picture a world in which we strategically reintroduce patches of roughness mm. that will allow greater levels of grip, greater level you know, and, and as you say, something more to to touch, to 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 experience, something to look at with your hands. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. They say the first bite is with the eye, mm. and the first look is with the hands. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they say that. By yeah. the way, they sound crazy, yeah. but they do. You can't argue with them. Well, I mean, what? Where is this a problem right now? Would you say? Um, what about white painted walls? Do you think that they're too? Well, I was talking about on the human body was sort oh, of where I body. was primarily going. Yeah. So, maybe, it, like, how we, how could we start? Do you think just like sort of lightly cutting people with razor blades? I was sort of grafting some kind of sandpaper type thing onto Graft. sort of like the top of the thighs, mm. right? Because that feels like an area where if two people engaged in some kind of activity could get a bit of grip on each other there, mm. yeah. like I feel I feel like other things, mm. you know, we've you've, you've we've sacrificed a lot in yeah. order to get the smoothness that we want. And that thing that we've sacrificed is grip, right? Yeah. So you might be able to get a better overall outcome by allowing a little bit of grip mm. in some strategic areas, right? Where are, and, and we could do this mm. with, with an analyzer. We'd, we'd have to watch a lot of people grabbing and going at each other. So you're talking about sex. Is that Again. what you're talking about? Again, yeah. No, no, I mean, look, I mean, this, could, this potentially could be the erotic episode. Yeah. <laughs> Two in the wank bank. Two in the pink in the wank bank. <laughs> Wait, what was it? Two in the, two in the pink wank. Two in the pink wank. <laughs> there you go. Um, I, I think I've been having trouble getting past this part where humans have given up a lot to get this smoothness. Yeah, you but, don't you don't buy into that. I mean, is it? I think maybe because I didn't feel like we we designed our bodies. But maybe... No, but we are removing hair. You know, we yeah. are um, demonizing wrinkles, pimples, mm. all that kind of stuff that might yeah. give a bit more of, uh, yeah. you know, of, of the of the of the roughness. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. of the the grip, the non-slip surfaces. Sure. Yeah. And um, and so yeah, I I think bring some of those back. Mm. I, I'm picturing things that are sort of like look like elbow patches that you would have on like a tweed jacket or something, but mm. they are a bit sandpapery and they are mm. on the thighs, maybe on the outside of the calves, maybe on the upper arm. Yeah. And maybe like, um, maybe we could sort of, what if like, Botox, mm. but it was curdled. Okay. Yeah. Yes. And so it's like a. It's Botox, but instead of making you smooth, mm. it kind of makes you wrinkly, like a mandarin, like a mandarin skin. You know, like like one of those wrinkly mandarin skins. More like what I'm really thinking of is a kefir limes skin. Oh wow, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, maybe the outside of a pineapple. Yeah, sure. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Any any textured surface. I mean, we could uh, we could go. You, you could inject a bunch of Fruit Loops under your skin. Yeah, absolutely. You could. know, yes. Uh, bubble wrap. I think we're we're sort of in, inventing those body modification people who get that mm. those um, silicone implant of the shape sure. of a gecko underneath their eyelid, and sure, then we, they die of sepsis. We need three to, weeks later. But we need to do this in a way that still makes those people weird. So oh, I think okay. it, needs, it needs to happen through shaping the skin from the outside. Uh huh. Uh-huh. You know. So you know. Okay. So let's say a very natural thing is to wake up 
from sleep and you've got the indent of the pillow on your face, mm, right? Okay. So what about that, but on purpose <gasps> and throughout the day? Alistair, this is so good. Yeah, mm. because you introduce the textured pillow, mm-hmm. you sleep on that overnight, you get those indentations yep. in your face, right? And then that's that's a feature. That's something new, mm-hmm. right? And it's non- non-invasive. It's It could replace beards. It could, yeah. You might like the pillows that you'd have to sleep on to get like a textured chin and mm. upper lip area would be quite interesting mm. and, and and possibly quite dangerous from a suffocation point of view. But I think you've got to take risks. <laughs> Absolutely, this is what it's all about. And mm. grip. It's mm. about that. It's about taking risks and grip mm-hmm. and patterns. Mm. Uh, and then you know you could get a. Uh, there's no reason why it should only be the pillow. Um, the whole the whole bed could be made out of some kind of silicon. You know, that's whole bed, of course, Alistair. You know? I love it. And can oh. we sleep in a giant sandwich press? Mm-hmm. Okay, I like this. That um, per- is perfectly molded to our bodies, and it would feel like a hug. It would be, yeah. And then you've got a little hole to breathe through, a couple one. of little holes, yeah. right? And then overnight, you are gently. Yeah. Even if there's no steam involved, I think it should just make that sound. It's a good. It's a white noise machine. White noise kind of thing, and it'll sound a little bit like you're being fried in there. Yeah. But and uh, it will be hot because it's rubber. <laughs> oh sure, and you're trapped in there. Yeah. But uh, but when you come out in the morning with that mm. freshly waffle coned belly, waffle cone, or you could just you know it, it's it's a it could be you know it could be that Gucci bag pattern. Mm. <laughs> you know, for the fancy on your Gucci. The, the, the Gucci pattern on your Gooch. Get, Crazy that one of the biggest luxury brands in the world is called Gucci. Yeah, that is. <laughs> I came up with it uh, when I was thinking about the area between my testicles and my anus. And I decided what, are the, what are the other words for that area? Um, taint? Per, perineum, taint. Yeah, that is the taint, right? That is the taint, Andy. So it would it is basically the equivalent of having a luxury fashion brand called Tainto. Tainto, Tainty, mm. uh, Taint a lot. Yeah. I love taint. Mm. A lot like the taint. Gucci is synonymous, is it, you know, synonym for mm. taint like. Or pe- taintish. Pe- or perine perineumus. Mm. Um Perineumus? Perinemius. That sounds right. Is this the Greek god who's uh, the Greek, the Greek the person Greek. who stole perineums from the gods? Yeah. <laughs> At one point, everybody's anus used to touch their genitals. <laughs> Perinemius. Are you writing down perineumius? Of course. You're, but we also, I think, we should write down the um, sleeping sandwich press. Of course, sandwich press bread bed. Br- yeah. Um, I mean, uh, the, the real idea there is the patterned skin. Yeah, of course. But the uh, the perineumius who stole taint from the gods. <laughs> who is who is the person that we're parodying with that name? The guy who stole Prometheus. fire. But Prometheus. It sounds like the, the Prometheus was he the one who stole God, uh, fire, fire from, from the, the gods? gods? I believe so, yeah. I think there's a lot of origin stories of fire that involve people stealing mm. it from... Mm. There is another name of someone, so, uh, one of those Greek mythological characters whose name sounds a bit more like Perinemius, but no, I don't know what it is. Um, but I think uh, this Prometheus character is very good because 
ultimately, I think the being able to get a bit of um, professional distance between your genitals and your anus mm. is maybe a bigger breakthrough for humanity than mm. um, than uh, the discovery of fire. Yeah, but I mean, it also created a real split um, in that. Um, now we we think well, of what what it, the we, cloaca right before that we would have had a cloaca probably it would have been a cloaca it was yeah. it was Perinemius who, <laughs> who who separated separated it like that split it like an atom that's right <laughs> they we used to think the cloaca was the smallest unit of genital <laughs> that you could have and then he split it into two yeah and he told he, he showed us um. Um, it would have released so much energy. There would have been a big oh. <laughs> explosion. <laughs> um, but uh, wait, oh yeah. But then also, it made it. It kind of created a split between good and evil. And it, and in the front, the you, front are you geni- judging the genitalia in that way? I think the front genitals are considered good, lawful good, lawful good, and the and the back genitals are considered evil. Yeah, I mean, and and the moral judgments that are placed on how you how you use those, how you and variously combine the various. I mean, you you can see that it's a it's a it's an emotion that affects even dogs when you look at the the shame on their face while they're pooping. Mm, but then they go around and sniff each other's bums like it's the best thing. Sure, but that's not using it. That's you're using your nose in that case. Mm, the first, which, <laughs> the first sight is with the nose. The first smell mm. is with the nose. Yeah, very good. <laughs> very good. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we finally got there. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, we should probably move away from the, you know, the human body and all this kind of filth. Um, Why? I don't know, Alistair. I, I had an idea before and uh, it felt like I was... Can I, can I, can I tell you... Is this too dumb a gag I've thought of, right? It's it's I come out and I'm and I'm telling some people some joke or some story mm. about me, but I've also got a pad and I'm and I'm starting to draw like the person in front of me and I'm sort of holding my thumb up and I'm staring at him. I said don't move like that and I'm drawing like that and, I, and I'm continuing to tell this story and then I'm looking at him and I'm holding my thumb up and I'm looking at him like that and I'm drawing like that and then I finish my story there's a big laugh I guess from that story yeah. I don't know what that is yet but then and then I turn it around and the, the drawing is of my thumb <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah is that a good <laughs> I like, my favorite bits were where you tell a story, you finish the story, and there's a big laugh. I get, a, I get a huge laugh. You've written in a big laugh. Yeah, I've written a big laugh in there. Do you think that'll do you think that'll work? No, I think that's a really good joke. Yeah, yeah, okay. I think that's awesome. Um, while you were talking about it, I had an idea, which again I've forgotten. What were you doing? You're holding up your holding thumb. You're thumb. Looking... I'm I telling mean, a great story. But there is something about that. Um, you know, that painters used to hold their thumb up like that. Mm. I go and get my. I go and th- this would be my joke, which wouldn't go as well as yours, right? But my joke would be along the lines of I've been getting my portrait painted a lot recently mm. uh, just because I'm addicted to the free thumbs up that you get from the <laughs> from the artist when yeah. they're trying to... Well, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't know if the listeners... Did we? Did you adequately model for the listeners what the thumbs up thing you were I'm doing? I'm holding my thumbs up because I'm... Oh, sorry. Like, you know, I was into uh, 
to get an idea of the relative proportions of different parts yeah, of their the bodies. Yeah, the proportions because it's do. it's when you're originally laying out the drawing, mm. you want to get the proportions right because that's setting the foundation for where everything is going to go later yeah. on. And so you're going to continue adding layers and color and textures and things like that to to add more realism to it. Mm. But if you don't get those proportions, are you going right, to be able gonna... to do all this physically? Because you've got to, you're both holding the pad I tried and holding it. I tried up it your on my wife and last drawing. Time. I tried okay. it on Indiana, and uh, sure. although she, you know, she's so good because she like I wasn't looking at my, I wasn't sort of focusing enough. I was just kind of holding my thumb up. Yeah. And also, it was before I had come up with this idea of having a great story <laughs> and, and a, a huge bit. laugh <laughs> and the huge laugh to be a huge <laughs> laugh there, and uh, you know, so um. So, so she was telling you you've got to look more at the thumb. You got to well, you got to spend more time kind of squinting and making mm. f- focusing and making sure that it seems like you're doing that proportion thing because people might be like, "What the fuck are you holding your thumb up for?" Right. Yeah. They might forget that I'm you know I'm acting like an artist. But I think I think most people will. Do, I think most people know about that trope of the holding up the I think thumb, so. and yeah. we've probably seen I don't know. Caravaggio do it in I hope, I hope an episode of Doctor Who or some crap where they go back and talk to Caravaggio and then like mm. just before they get back into the TARDIS, Doctor Who says something about like, oh, um, turn out the lights or something like mm. that and then it's all dark and then and then that becomes Caravaggio's classic um, use of darkness in his paintings. Of course, and then, yeah. And then, and then we're like, oh, great. Yeah, yeah. That that's how it. that happened. That's how that happened when <laughs> Doctor Who did that thing. I haven't watched a single episode of Doctor Who. Look, I probably have watched about a single episode, and that's been enough for me to form a really critical judgment of it and feel like I can parody it uh, accurately. <laughs> yeah. I. But I have also sought out opinions of other people who agree with me that it's bad. Yeah. So that counts as research. <laughs> I also want to uh, let, let our listeners know if anyone has seen somebody do that thumb joke before, don't tell me. Yes, <laughs> I've watched you enough, need this. I've watched enough comedy that and not seen it done mm. that I can I can live comfortably in knowing that it pro- it probably does exist somewhere, mm. but. I'm not influenced by it and I don't need to know about it because mm. I don't have very many jokes for my solo show that I'm going to be doing at the comedy festival <laughs> next year. And this is all I got right now. And this now. thumb thing plus that big well, laugh that big you're going to get from the story. From the story <laughs> during the thing. Uh, so, you know, that's the two laughs so far that there is for my show. Um, um, I think uh, I think another is – there, is there some other version of that? Where I'm holding up a pencil? Yes, I've already thought about that. <laughs> where what? Where I'm holding up a pencil. Oh, and you're drawing the pencil? Well, that's what the audience will think. Right. And then I'm drawing something else, maybe the person. Well, I think – but there could also be a, ver- a version, and this might have to be like a done as a cartoon or something, mm. where somebody's drawing a portrait of a thumb, mm. and there's a thumb sitting there waiting, and they're holding up a little person or something. I don't know. This doesn't this doesn't work, but it, but it, it would yeah. be it would be a it would be a, like a Far Side cartoon or something, mm. and underneath it would say Thumb Artists, right? And it'd mm. be one per- person who's an artist, right? And they're dressed in an old robe or whatever they got an easel, but their head is a thumb. Yeah. And then they're painting another person who's dressed up, but their head is also a thumb, and mm. the Thumb Artist is holding up a little person, 
Like it's such a. This is, I'm sorry. Oh about no, this. no 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 no! But I mean, they're holding it up, and there's a there's a man that comes off of their sort of thumb. <laughs> yeah, hand. where their thumb would be. There's. There's a little... I mean, it's such a pointless flip. A what man. a dumb thing for Andy, me to imagine. Andy, I had already thought, like, I mean, while you were saying that, and, and I wasn't, you were yeah. sort of slow to get to it. So I wasn't listening. So I, I wasn't thought, listening. I'll see where I could go with And then this. that's also what I thought of. Yeah, And I right. went, oh, this is so silly, I won't say it. <laughs> God, I'll let him say his thing. That'll you know, be better than this. Sometimes I gotta... Sometimes I gotta let you make my mistakes for me. Correct. And then take ownership of the mistake so we share it. Exactly, Andy. And mm. that's... Why people think that we get along because <laughs> because because our failures so closely align. Yeah, All we right. sh- we're willing to share the spoils of defeat. Okay. Why do they call it spoils of victory? Mm-hmm. You wouldn't call it spoils, would you? You'd call it uh, fresh. It don't worry. So you know how I'd had this idea to come up to do a podcast. You know how I'm always coming up with ideas for podcasts, but yeah, I don't. me too. Um, this one that I'd had, which was called uh, uh, wait, it was called Sex. Sex Sex Fuck Melbourne. Yes, bringing this is the erotic episode. I mean, of this, the is, podcast this is yeah, and so the, and so I mean, technically, this this idea I've realized is the. Uh, erotic sketch show that w- mm. uh, we were discussing at the beginning, but the idea is that we would be uh, documentations of the uh, experimental lovemaking practitioners of Melbourne, mm. like that, and so it'd be people in weird scenarios like that. Now, um, I, I, I haven't written it, but I, I'd, I'd be interested in doing it. Yeah, but I mean, we could try and come up with a sketch for that right now. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I, I. I mean, this is this is this is one sort of the the first thing I think mm. of. Right. Um. Would be a sort of a a glory hole type scenario, mm. but the hole is really really long. Right. The hole yeah. is um. Mm. You know, two or three meters long hole, more like a tunnel. Yeah. Right. Where your genitals could never hope to reach whoever's at the other end. Sure. Right. But then you would. You would fill the tunnel with something, yeah. right? Um, maybe like rolls of coins mm-hmm. or uh, billiard balls or whatever. Yeah. And by putting genitals into one end, you cause things to come out of the other end, mm. right? And and so you get, I guess, you get some sort of sexual pleasure from mm. putting your dick in one end and then poking whatever's in there. <laughs> Well, yeah. <laughs> and then at the other end, people get to watch random objects fall out of a hole, mm-hmm. which for them gives them some kind of uh, yeah. excitement of like, I wonder what's going to come out next, like a lucky dip. Well, um, similar to this, mm. somebody told me about these um, this prison show that they were watching where these people were f- had had created this system that they realized that they could flush these bit, bits of rope, a bit, bit, me about bit of string or whatever with like forks and spoons attached to the end of it. And then it would go down into the other person down below's toilet, and they could intertwine two. They could flush two things, and they would intertwine, and then they could pass things between. Mm, the, with a string, with the pulling string. them down through the toilet. Yeah, bog well, hole system. But what if on either side you had like dildos or whatever mm, like that, mm. and then you were just pushing and pulling each other's. Yeah, doubles. I mean, you can't do the pushing part, but well, you can do the pulling part, and then the other person pulls back. Well, it's kind of like the full. It's kind of like the the 
you you know when t- telephone systems were just like you know that idea of like two cans and a bit of string mm. connected it's like the phone sex version of that mm. where you're just using sort of pulleys and well it's a glory sewer <laughs> <laughs> yes you know and and i don't know whether or not these people got themselves incarcerated mm. so that they could do this or or this was members of the experimental lovemaking scene who mm. who were incarcerated mm-hmm. later on incarcerated um i think that uh it's what i'm seeing now is something that goes a little bit beyond the um the scope the, the well well the the strict definition of your experimental lovemaking scene thing but mm-hmm. like mine is now this is an artistic Enterprise, mm-hmm. uh, sort of a bit like the cloaca machine that we've talked about in Mona, right? But this is basically a machine, two machines that are mechanically connected. Mm. They're a very, very long way apart, mm-hmm. right? But it is like you get into it, you climb into this thing, like, and it looks like basically sort of like an all-body version of like those really complicated organs that people used to play at a fair where there's like different levers and things that Mm -hmm. they can pull. And it just manipulates ropes and pipes and bits of stuff that allow you to then manipulate somebody at the very other, very distant end of of this machine as well. And they're two connected. They're just connected mechanically, Mm -hmm. right? And it is... A, mm. a telesex machine, mm-hmm. right? And it could be this... this um, they call them the operator. Mm. The person's the Correct. operator. Correct. Yeah. Oh. And, and this uh, could be like, you know, uh, a documentary about this this thing that was invented, you know, in a pre-electricity um, kind of world to allow couples who were a long way apart mm-hmm. to enjoy each other's time. Yeah. Um, I see, uh, yeah. You know. But, I mean, I don't know why that's outside the scope of this thing. Um, oh, just the way I was picturing it being portrayed, I suppose, as a kind of a documentary type. Sure, but I think that's exactly this. what this idea is. Great. Yeah. Good then. Um, but but mine is mine is about a, a historical thing. But it could be that too. Still yeah. part of your thing. Yeah. I love it, Alistair. I think your you just, idea is, you just, is expansive enough to include. Is it anything? because you're thinking about starting your own erotic s- s- sketch that's podcast? Right. Yeah. Um, on some other podcast network. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, should uh, I write these down? I think so. Yeah, okay. sure. I mean, what an erotic episode we're giving people today. Mm. Um, I know I'm enjoying it. Um, <laughs> but, but isn't that what erotic things are for? Enjoying? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Enjoying. Mm, correct. Um, yeah, I, 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 I like to. Uh, I, I think, I think it would be. Good. I, I want everyone to be dressed up in period costume. By the way, in this, maybe in little recreation sections. Well, I want you to know that it's all audio, so you can say whatever the fuck you want, <laughs> and, it, and it doesn't add it doesn't anything matter. to the bo- it doesn't budget. Doesn't matter what you want. <laughs> I mean, unless we're paying per word, and we're like, I'm sorry, I can't put the word period costume in there. Mm. And if when I am writing period pieces, I write the word, they're all in period costume. <laughs> 
when I uh, when I am producing my radio plays, I'm one of those like eccentric directors, a kind of like Orson Welles, who's so obsessed with detail mm. that even when he was doing his audio work, he would uh, he would spend millions of dollars having the entire cast dressed in the relevant costumes. There was something about Cecil B. DeMille doing some kind of um, extravagant battle scene where he had all the the members of the the people who were dressed up as the British Army, they all had to have silk underwear or something like that. <laughs> Even though it wasn't seen, it was part of the, yeah. you know, the realism of it. Mm. Who was... I want them to be real smooth down yeah. there. <laughs> It'll come across. I think, I mean, look, who knows? What was the thing that somebody was talking about walking, you know, they were doing a tour of some movie set or TV show set and in the bin in the on the set of this thing, there's like actual papers that these people would throw away, you know, mm. as in like that's the attention to detail that they would put into in the this. bin, like in the closed bin. Yeah, even in like yeah the bin, which you would never see inside of. Sure, they would waste time mm. putting. In and let's things. be clear, that's it, what they are doing. It is absolutely <laughs> wasting time and money, um, putting things like that in the bin. Mm. I guess that's kind of a bit like the cynic doche New York kind mm. of thing that uh, yeah Charlie Kaufman yeah film I love it it's Philip Seymour Hoffman it's in my top ten really yeah I should watch it again synecdoche 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 but but is is that wait synecdoche what is that it's synecdoche but that's the is that the place in New York or is that how that a word syn- is pronounced. That's how that word is pronounced. Because there's it, also the, uh, the because the name is kind of like a play on the uh, the name of an actual place in New York. Am I right about that? I mean, I don't know. I'm hundred percent happy to accept that I am pronouncing synecdoche. <laughs> um, a figure of speech in which a part is made to represent the whole or vice versa, as in England lost by six wickets. Right. Meaning the English cricket team. Um, or like, you know, we had we had 100 bums on seats. Yeah. As in to, to mean... The bums represent the people. It's not just bums. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> but do you have a pronunciation for it there? Can you get the phone to tell us how it's pronounced? All right. Let me try. Because I... Just because ready? I want everyone ready? to know how right you are. Synecdoche. Oh, that's beautiful. Synecdoche. 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 I'm thinking also about doing an Australian pronunciation um, YouTube. <laughs> School. School. Pool. Veggie Mort. I don't know. I'm no, I mean, I think you're. I think you're onto something there. I think just the people doing things incorrectly. It's always a little bit funny. Are you even doing it correctly? Incorrectly though, or are you just heightening it? I'm heightening it yeah. to, to the point of it being incorrect. Yes. <laughs> so in a way, the wrong no. height. Yeah. Um, okay. I think We've... we can do some uh, things from a listener. Can we? Can we not? Wait. Are no, we not think, at that point? No, I think we we need one more. But wait, what was this synecdoche idea? Wait, we were you were talking about this is like a synecdoche. We were, what was the topic? Oh, 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 we were talking about having unnecessary detail mm-hmm. in 
in a in a in a film set or something like that. Yeah. But there's definitely a sketch to be had there, right? Yes, I think there's definitely a sketch. Um, and I think that, like, where you where you take that to, because it's kind of like the method version, but for set dressing or for directors. Yeah. Yeah. Or f- and, yeah. But like the idea that you would, uh, I mean, how do you make it not exactly what synecdoche New York is, but like that the idea that you would have things happening in the in the next room mm. when the when the scene is ongoing, or yeah. or a director who is in character as a direct a different director. Like, could you direct <laughs> a movie in character? Yeah, right? like I think- I'm. I'm directing it as if I'm Spielberg. Yeah, and you dress up as Spielberg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you have everyone call you Spielberg on the set yeah, of the film. Because he's a first-time director, but yeah. he doesn't want people to feel like he's a first-time director because then right. they'll think that it's so... So I'm, I'm, I'm dressing up as... Well, something, you know, I'm trying to make it seem like this film is a collaboration between Spielberg and... Uh, Who's the guy who's just recently did the Irish guy? That, that Scorsese. Scorsese. And so on some days I come out of Spielberg <laughs> and other days I say, oh, it's a Scorsese day today. <laughs> but also his impersonation of Spielberg's really quite hack in some ways. Yeah. Like whenever he's, he's off camera, he's always like talking about E.T. or something yeah. like that. Like just all is really obvious. When <laughs> I was doing E.T. and Jurassic Park... And the other one <laughs> hasn't done the detail, hasn't done the research. <laughs> He's actually not worked very much on the film. What worked... a lot of people don't know is that the ET stands for extraterrestrial in that film I made. <laughs> what a lot of people don't know. Sort of like you know four year olds who watch it. Um, it it actually it comes up. It actually does would end up being. But then a lot they of win an Oscar, and they go up. And accepted in character, Spielberg's there at the Oscars and has to accept the fact that their Oscar has been won by someone pretending to be them. <laughs> Even though they didn't, they didn't do it in, under Spielberg's name. They just, well, who knows, whatever. Yeah. Well, no, I, I don't Spielberg. see. I don't see why in the in the credits at mm. the end, you know, because you, you have. Um, mm. With uh, Christian Bale as Batman, yeah. why can't they have with directed by? Uh, Hamish McTavish as Steven Steven Spielberg. Spielberg, Yeah, that's really fun. Method director and Martin Scorsese. And then when they do and Martin Scorsese, it does that jumble of letters thing where Spielberg rearranges to (laughs) to spell Martin spell Martin Scorsese like Dick Van Dyke's name did at the end when he of uh, Mary Poppins when he'd also played the uh, the old the very old man, which by the way. Is one of my favourite performances of anything ever. His is and the old man. Him yeah, is the old... it terrified me as a child. Mm. I found it so unpleasant and confronting. And then rewatching it as an adult, I'm no, I'm like, no, actually, this is the best thing. It was really good. Yeah, yeah, it's really fun. <laughs> he's he's just turned it up so high, and it works. He's quite the performer. He is. Yeah. I love him. He's like he's like uh, who's that other guy you were just mentioning before? He doesn't settle for second best. He wanted people to speak, you know, like they would speak in England mm. in his character. He refused to not speak <laughs> exactly like he they speak in English. He did all his research. Yeah. <coughs> um, I mean, his is the sort of it's if he wasn't white, mm. 
and even if he wasn't white, it's like it's the Mickey Rooney sort of performance there that, that oh, Asian character thing, but with with uh, but with Cockneys with Cockneys. Yeah. Anyway, we have three words from a Patreon supporter, Andy, mm. and uh, this is a very recent one. Uh, like I said, I've kind of started going for. I you know apologize to long term Patreon supporters, and uh, your support means the most to us is the long term. Mm. But that's why we can also take it the most for granted. Well, I just want, you know, I also want people to get to be mentioned when they do mm. uh, get their thing, uh, you know, so that they can become, you know, potentially that'll motivate them to become long-term supporters. Mm. Anyway, we have a, rel- a relatively recent supporter here, Adrian Hernandez Arista. What a name. Adrian, how are you? A-H-A. Aha. Aha. <laughs> we tracked you down. Thanks for the everything. Now, Andy, uh, Adrian has sent in three words. Do you want to try and guess what one of them is? Okay. Um, the first one. What? The, what's the first one? Pumice. No. <laughs> no, that's not it at all. It's that's um, much too long. Uh, l- links. Andy, you're trying too hard. <laughs> okay, it's, okay. It's home. All right, so it's home. Yeah. Home, of home. course, it's home. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you want to try and get, guess what the second one is? Noodles. I think you're closer this time. Okay. Okay, but you're still unbelievably incorrect. It's heart. Home heart. Yeah. So now, with this information, do you do you want to try the third one? Well, home is where the heart is, mm-hmm. right? I'm thinking maybe Adrian is thinking along those lines. Yep. Home, heart, depot? I'm not even sure you got a single letter correct. Okay. Well, you got one letter correct. Thank Two. You. <laughs> okay. Well, I didn't get a single letter correct then. You're yeah. right. It's cardiologist. Home, heart, cardiologist. This, uh, this is so good, right? This mm-hmm. is going to the Bunnings... Yeah. Of organs, mm-hmm. right? It's a future in which we, mm-hmm. you know, there's the technology at yeah. home to do whatever kind of um, surgery you want to sure. do to your body, to to um, body modify, you know, a thing that we love on this sure. podcast. We've talked about it already today uh, um, at, at, at home. And you are going down to a huge, mm. like a Home Depot style warehouse where there are shelves and shelves and aisles and aisles just of loose organs, yeah. Right? They're all just there. They're fleshy and they're bloody on Trying the shelves. Out, seeing if they're, they're like measuring the, the you know, the, yeah, the, the diameter a, of, of the, the aorta. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just to see, you go, oh, is this going to fit me? I don't know. Right. And you get, you got to, you're pushing your trolley around with the kids and plunging your arm into a bag of mixed valves. I love the, the idea that also it's, you know, like those machines that they now use to do surgery with, mm. you know, and they kind of, you hold onto the things and it kind of does the little micro movements and stuff yeah. like that. It's that we have those at home. Yes. But, they're kind of like a Tesla in that they're kind of self-driving. Mm, or and a drone that stays in the air even if you're not very good at flying it. Yeah, but you – and so it can do the cardiology for you. Mm. But it still needs you there to stop it if it starts doing something very <laughs> sure. wrong. Not that you'd know if it was, by <laughs> the way. <laughs> well, I'm sure there'd be a video to give you an idea of what it should look like and then <laughs> – you're kind of there, and but you know most people are just watching DVDs yeah, okay. while it's happening Great. and just hoping that the technology yes. is in place. This um, is this is this is already this is it's kind of like the thermomix 
of surgery, home yeah. surgery. It'll it does it all. By the way, I have absolutely no ha- idea how the thermomix works, and to me, it seems like magic. Like what I picture, I've never seen one in action. I've never eaten any food made by one. But what I picture in my mind is that like you just put like loose vegetables in there, mm-hmm. and then somehow it chops them up <laughs> and cooks them, and then lay puts them in the right place in the meal, and then you take out basically a full plate, a full and... with with three different sections. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and if it's anything less than that, I'm going to be bitterly disappointed and maybe kill myself. So well, you heard it here. You out. heard it here. Andy cares a lot about. Um... Well, I like to believe. I, you know, this was just sort of while we were initially conceiving of this one. What about just the idea of like door-to-door surgery salesman, like like a or a door-to-door salesman, a surgeon, a door-to-door, a daughter-door. Mm. It's a door that is also your daughter. Mm. You know? Okay, you got a daughter, you got a door. <laughs> <laughs> you, no, okay, you got a door, you got a daughter, right? And it's a way to dress up a door yeah. like you've got a daughter. <laughs> Maybe it's even just like it's a it's a it's a. Excuse me, any- young lady, you're not going out tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but but sometimes you you know you you uh, you see in a movie that like. One of the teenage kids in a film has uh, is very rebellious, and the way that they express that is by like sticking a keep out sign to the front of their bedroom door, and then there's like a lot of other cool stuff and maybe cutouts from magazines stuck to it and that sort of thing. And this is just like basically a big sheet, a transparency that you just mm-hmm. roll out, and it has all of that stuff in it, and you just just sticks to any door in your house, and it, then you can pretend that that's your daughter's bedroom. <laughs> I... I picture you dressing the door up exactly like a like a daughter. Right. So it's wearing shorts and a hat and, and a hat and sort of like gingham a gingham scarf around its neck. It has a neck section. Yeah, it has a, and well, your door's you know. rectangular. Your daughter is rectangular. I mean, you're giving you know you're you're giving it sort of you know roughly human proportions, mm. or you're sort of guessing you know around sort of the three quarter mark up. That's where mm. you assume the ne- the door's neck would be. Yeah, of and course. You tie a gingham. Like and, the and, human's neck is three quarters of the way up the body. I think it's roughly three quarters <laughs> of the way up. I don't know. <laughs> is it? No, is that, would that be more nipples? I think that would be close to the nipples. Or shoulders? Do you think shoulders are probably three quarters up? Um, mm, I think we can. I'm sure there's a rule like Leonardo invented, Da Vinci invented when he invented the human body. Well, it would be 45 um, centimetres for me, 45 centimetres down from the top of my head, right? So probably, yeah, around where my nipples are. Andy, your neck is longer than that. Oh, I'm just joking. Uh, anyway, <laughs> but also yeah, the idea, you know, that gingham thing means that you could, you got a door, you got a farmer's daughter. You know, that's mm. your farmer's daughter. Okay, You're you the, can and, protect and so, it. From, and then, well, then you can... <laughs> but stay away from my daughter. <laughs> sure, you can stay here tonight. But then, then it's a door. Yeah, but it's a door. <laughs> and I don't know if the, the people who are... I guess then you could have... Just you close the barn door and you dress that up as sort of sort of drovers or people who are kind of coming to work on your farm. For <laughs> yeah, a bit, okay. Things like that. <laughs> and you close the door and you put a big lock on it and you go, now I'll come and see you in the morning. Like that. And then the door winds up up against your daughter's door. <laughs> um, here's another thing I realized yesterday, mm. Alistair. Did you know that heart and earth are almost the same word? And that if you wrote... Earth, 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 over and over mm. again. 
you would see within that the word heart yeah. written a lot. And I think that there's possibly maybe a T-shirt in this. Yes. Right? Just print the word earth over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, all over a T-shirt, and then people reading it. Without some people see heart, some people see earth, but for you they're the same thing. Beautiful. Home is where the heart is. Yeah, and earth. So earth is home. Earth is where the heart is. Mm. Anyway, but why would you say home? Uh, because earth is our home. Oh, yes. I'm just trying to link it to that. But if you wrote the word home over and over and over again, yeah, it wouldn't people work. People would as be well. like. Miho. <laughs> oh, it also says Miho. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> I'll just take us through the sketches, I think. Okay. Oh, that's really good, though. Thanks. Um, okay, so we've got usual, using sexual pleasure to motivate people to do long-term satisfying things. So that can either be government-forced or mm. willingly. And those are the two ways. So it could be Andy's fascist idea where the government yes. puts like a chastity belt on you that makes you come after you do a month's worth of charity work. <laughs> Correct. Or you could have my idea, which you put on, and then it also allows you to have sexual pleasure, uh, you know, say it helps, you, it edges you while you're practicing your guitar, and then when you're done, it gives you a full... We were talking about horses' birthdays before we came here mm. today, and how all horses have the same birthday, yeah. right? What if in my, I'm heightening my fascism still more. There's just one day of the year where everyone gets all their orgasms. So okay. all the orgasms yeah. that you've earned over the previous year, everyone in the world is orgasming wow. <laughs> on that day. And it's kind of like the new Christmas. I guess it'd be like a public holiday. Yeah, but it'd be one it, of those it ones would be. It'd be, be a one, pubic holiday. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be one of those ones where people, you know, there's no shops that actually stay open. Yeah. Because there are also those people who are like... <laughs> but then again, maybe those people were capitalists and they didn't do any good deeds during the year. Correct. Um, <coughs> so anyway, I think, I think that would be, I think it'd be fun. Then there's peri- What are you doing for come day? Uh, then there's perinemius. I'll probably the- get together with a family. <laughs> <laughs> Just then there's perinemius, the Greek god who stole the gooch from the gods. Mm, he wasn't a god. He was, a, he was an ancient Greek ancient hero. Greek, an ancient Greek hero. Mm. He mooched the gooch. He's a gooch mooch. Mm. Um, and then he also split the cloaca. Mm. Oh, well, I mean, that could be somebody else, maybe. Who split the cloaca. Because, mm. I mean, I guess not maybe. I mean, oh, oh, he would have put the gooch from the gods into into his own pelvis kind of area. And then that would that's what would have split the, the genitals. Yeah. yeah. Would have been so magical. Uh, and then we got the sleeping sleeping sandwich bed for patterned skin. Mm. You know, um, that's a great idea. But then we got prison toilet sex slash telesex operator <laughs> for old timey long distance sex. This is for the um, the erotic sketch show. Yeah, possibly sex fuck Melbourne. Mm. Would you listen to sex fuck Melbourne? Let us know. Yeah, I think you know we could do the prison thing as, as an episode about Pentridge Prison and about mm. the history of. Great. Yeah, people chucking a rope down a, a toilet, tying one end to their penis, tying one end to somebody else's penis. People think, and then that, just yanking yeah. on each other's dicks. Yeah, and people think that you know, people think that prison sex is all about you know anal sex in the showers. But there was so much; it's so much richer than mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Sexual culture. Um, then we got Home Depot and uh, home self-driving surgery machines. So this is. 
Home Depot organs mm. uh, and Home Depot self-driving surgery machines that allow you to do surgery at home. It's completely revolutionized the medical industry. And By putting everyone out of business. I mean, it feels puts like the that's, power in your hands. That's kind of it's. It would definitely emerge in America where. You know, medical stuff is so expensive. Oh my god, you're so right. Yeah. yeah. You know, where you're like, oh, a heart attack's gonna cost fifty thousand dollars. Well, for forty thousand dollars, you could get a thing that would fix any. Yeah. Like and then that. I can have as many heart attacks as I want. Hopefully. Heart attacks not even an yeah. issue anymore. You know, I can afford to have heaps. You could have, you know, you could be growing your own uh, pigs in your backyard to zen harvest their organs. Yeah, harvest their organs. Mm. And eat bacon. Like imagine that you got a new heart and you're eating bacon at the same time. <laughs> Things that people would consider contradictory in the well, modern day. Indeed, indeed. And it, it is amazing, isn't it, that pigs, the very things that give us heart attacks, mm-hmm. are going to eventually grow the organs that will save us from those heart attacks. Well, thank you, pigs. We'll still thank you, pigs. I mean, we'll still get the heart attacks from the pigs. Yeah. Um, but then we we'll get a new heart out we'll of that pig. Get a pig. new heart, yeah. New heart out. I mean, why not just have two hearts? Like that lion heart guy. I don't know that guy. But I do know that Doctor Who has two hearts. There you go. And then you got a door, you got a daughter. I don't know, I just like that idea a lot. <laughs> door to door. Door to door. Thanks very much for listening today, everyone. I'm sorry about all the sex stuff. But I think it was good. Andy, there's no point having shame. You're not being that uh, sex-positive feminist that I I once knew you to be, Andy. (laughs) Uh, but thank you very much for listening. We uh, enjoy having you as listeners in a in a great many. Oh fashion. my god, so much, so it's, much! It's so deeply satisfying in a long term way uh, that I don't even need to place some kind of uh, you know orgasm based thing onto the tip of my genitals uh, to keep me Correct. doing it. Um, you can find us on Twitter mm-hmm. at uh, Two in Tank. I'm at Alistair TV. Mm. And I'm at Stupid Old Nanny. I'm just thinking now about a, a product called Dorgasm, which is that you've got a door, you've got yeah, an orgasm, and <laughs> somehow you use a door as a... Sure. I just think a door can be anything. If a door can be a gym, a door can be anything these yeah. days. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we're also on Instagram now, at 2 in Tank. We're just starting to grow it. We're starting to try to use it yeah. because we're also going to be doing our, our comedy festival show next year, Teleport. Mm. And I, we thought we would start... Um, Start, you know, expanding our capabilities, our empire uh, into Instagram. I think that's hot now. Yes. (laughs) I think Instagram's going to be big. The idea of getting into into Instagram like 13 (laughs) years after it was launched. Not just just the idea, Alistair. That's exactly what we're doing. (laughs) Um, And then uh, we love you very much. Uh, You can review us and you can support Mm. us on Patreon. It, It helps us in a great way. Mm, great many ways it's helping pay for our comedy festival uh, registration <laughs> yes and all the money goes into us creating more content it will we guarantee it mm. and we love, love you. you this podcast is part of the planet broadcasting network visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates I mean if you want it's up to you planning for your next trip Elevate your travel style with Quince. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.